You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nunn, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far indeed what a week it is officially the last week of december in 2022 and Honestly, okay, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it just feels like the past year never really even happened, which is kind of surreal when you when you think about it. Um, I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody has their own perspective of 2022, but for me personally, it was a year filled with uh, a lot of different changes and different aspects of life for me. Um, and you know, it definitely had its own ups and downs, but, um, you know, the, the regular weekly check-ins that I did with TKO, it really helped me a lot, just like boosting my motivation. And, you know, every time that I was potentially feeling down, every time I would just sit down to do TKO with you guys, it would just, you know, make me forget about everything and would almost just like, you know, press the restart button, uh, on my, on my mind and, you know, emotions and mentality and whatnot, um, so that was great. Um, but at the same time, you know, I hope that, um, everybody, uh, now that we got to this point of the year, you all can reflect back on whatever's happened over this past year, good or bad. And you can reflect on everything that took place, your accomplishments as well. Of course, 100%. Um, and you know, we're, we're saying goodbye to 2022, and it's always great when you have a fresh start, uh, especially with the new year coming up very, very soon. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope, uh, well, actually, yeah. So next episode is going to be well into January. Uh, is it going to be? Yeah. So it's going to be like January 4th or 5th. I'll have to double check my calendar. But um, I really hope that this new year brings about a lot of um, good vibes and prosperity and just uh, goodness towards everybody's lives. And that also with TKO, I'm very excited about spending another year with you guys, TKO Nation. Look at how far we've come, you know, uh, been around circa 2016 and, uh, you know, the, the brand is strong. You know what I mean? So shout out to all of you guys for uh, sticking around for another year together. Uh, it really means a lot to us here. And let's keep going. You know, 2023, here we come. You already, <laughs> you already heard me. Yes, that's the spirit we're jumping into 2023 with. But anywho, I digress. Um, yeah, so I hope uh, y'all have been, uh, you know, just taking some time off to yourself to spend with family and loved ones and to just, you know, take it easy until the new year. So this week, I thought it was only appropriate for us to go through some of the best 
uh, events that we've had in the world of uh, mixed martial arts, specifically talking about UFC um, fights and pay-per-views that took place over this past year. So there were so many good ones out there. Literally every single paid pay-per-view uh, a card that you look at in the headline, it just like strikes you so hard because you're like, wow, this this is like something that could easily be inducted into the Hall of Fame, the UFC Hall of Fame. And we all witnessed that over the past year. So we had some incredible events that took place and some incredible fights with incredible implications uh, that already took place over this past year. And so today we are going to be reviewing some of the some of the ones that you I kind of like rank them, I guess, chronologically and uh, like, you know, why not? Let's just scroll down memory lane and just review some of these amazing events and fights that took place over 2022. But before we get into that, um, I feel like since this is going to be the last episode of the year and we're kind of doing like a year in review kind of situation here, but TKO style, if you will. Uh, before we get into ranking those top pay-per-view fights of the year, I really want to take uh, some time out of today's show to also pay tribute to some of the folks that we lost over this past year, um, specifically in the world of combat sports and uh, the world of MMA. Uh, rest in peace again. We, I mean, we've already talked about these um, uh, uh, these people on the show when we lost them, unfortunately, the time um, uh, that they passed away over this past year, uh, rest in peace once again to phenomenal UFC fighter Elias Theodoro. Rest in peace to Anthony Rumble Johnson. Um, and unfortunately, very recently, only a few days ago, uh, we were notified that uh, UFC Hall of Famer and UFC veteran um, Stefan Bonner was unfortunately gone and um, he passed away because of heart complications, which is very unfortunate. You know, when, when you think about the, the good old days of the UFC, if you will, uh, the, the name of Stefan Bonner is definitely one of those big names that come to your mind. Um, this more of a random fact, I guess. But, uh, I, you know, as, as a person who's obsessed with MMA and the UFC, I actually purchased a UFC encyclopedia a few years back and um, one thing that was really striking to me was how many times the name of Stefan Bonner was actually mentioned in this um, encyclopedia so that goes to show you know that book and encyclopedia by itself just goes to show how important of a figure Stefan Bonner was in in that uh, creating uh, what the UFC actually is today and making it what it is and, you know, just being one of those pioneers in, in this uh, league, you know. So um, it was very sad to hear the news of his passing uh, a few days ago. So rest in peace to him. And uh, we're definitely praying for his uh, family at this moment. It, it, it was just such an unfortunate news that we got. But um, uh I just, again, I wanted to take time out of today's show to also say, you know, it was, the year was a good one, but unfortunately we lost some uh, pretty important and um, uh, pretty important people with kind souls um, in the world of combat sports. And I'm very sorry if uh, 
we can't mention the names of all folks who uh, we lost over this past year. But, you know, having said that, we are remembering you and we'll never forget you. Um, it's sad that you're not here with us physically, but uh, we'll always remember you. So rest in peace to all. Uh, and so, yes, today's episode is actually dedicated to uh, Stephen Bonner. Uh, so rest in peace again. All right. So today, uh, oops, I was just switching some screens and then I saw some science article come. I was like, uh, uh-uh, not right now, honey. <laughs> okay. So what I was saying is I've basically chosen some UFC events over the past uh, year and I'm going to be ranking them in terms of you know, the background story, the drama, what the implications of this fight was, you know, and so on. So I really want to start off uh, this ranking uh, by by talking about first UFC 270, which was the fight between Francis Ngannou and Cyril Ghosn. This was, uh, I think, the first pay-per-view event of 2022. And ah, this this was such a good one. Oh, sorry, I thought I almost spilled my tea. Okay, so now that I have full control over my screen, okay, uh, this was you know what a way to start 2022, right? Uh, we have a heavyweight championship fight here with our favorite champion in this weight division, Francis Ngannou. But then we also have this guy who was at the time, you know, he was the uh, interim heavyweight champion and uh, young prospect. You know, he's making his way up there in the UFC. Um, Anybody you would put in front of him, this man would not care. Cyril Gunn would not care. He would just keep on coming forward and he would get the job done. Until he got to this point that he had to face off against uh, Francis Ngannou. And uh, this was arguably one of those classic fights that um, they're going to list in the UFC video or like fight highlight um, archives, excuse me, as one of those classic MMA fights. So some of the footage that you'll probably have to go back on if you want to just, you know, watch a full display of skill set and just You know, they were literally playing chess with their striking and uh, how they were conducting the fight this whole time. Uh, It lasted five rounds. uh, So full uh, a full 25 minute uh, fight that was just absolutely like I don't know how to describe it. Sometimes I'm just uh, so lost for words. It's like a Michelin star type of dish that you would have at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Anyways, this was not an endorsement for Gordon Ramsay, if you couldn't tell. But uh, yeah, you know, your girl sometimes has to use some analogies to get the message across. Anyway, so this was uh, the first pay-per-view <laughs> events that uh, we started the year off with. And the next one that I had in mind, uh, so, you know, this one was really great because, again, uh, <laughs> you didn't, when watching this fight for the first time, you really had no idea who was going to win this fight. Um, we knew how good Cyril Gunn was at the time. Uh, but at the same time, with everything that was being said about Francis Ngannou and all the marketing that the organization had done for him in favor of him, it was just so hard to tell who was going to potentially win this fight. Uh, we all saw that Francis Ngannou won this fight, but I feel like that didn't really take anything away from how good of a heavyweight uh, Cyril Gunn was. I just feel like this wasn't really his time just yet. 
maybe like six months down the road or a year in, this would have been a really, really good fight for him. And maybe we actually would have seen a different outcome if that was the case. But anyways, um, that was, I, in my opinion, when I look back on this fight, those are the big things that come to my mind. All right. But the next fight uh, or fight card that I want to talk about, <laughs> this one was very interesting. Um, if you guys remember UFC 272, which was the fight uh, headlined by the fight between Colby Covington and my all time favorite guy, Jorge Masvidal. Um, this was I'm trying to recall the details of this fight. But as you may recall, this fight made a lot of uh, publicity because of the fact that Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington used to be teammates at Coconut uh, at the gym in uh, Coconut Creek, Florida, American Top Team. And um, even though they were teammates, uh, so they both shared a head coach and Jorge Masvidal, after a while, he came out saying that Colby Covington wouldn't properly pay their coach or something along those lines. And that's how all the all the dispute and the beef um, initially started. Okay, so, uh, you know, that that was not kind at all because as you guys probably know Colby Covington loves to run his mouth and uh, he's arguably one of the best trash talkers in the, or in the entire organization right now and Jorge Masvidal I mean you know we're talking about game bread right here we're talking about street Jesus like the man who initially got started in his fighting career doing um, uh, backyard fights and uh, street fighting, actual street fighting. So uh, he's a real gangster and he does not want to mess around. And so, you know, this was a very inc incompatible <laughs> match because both guys were just so chaotic they were so incredibly chaotic it was incompatible in terms of like uh, you know all the trash talk that went on prior to the prior to the fight and uh it was just a little bit too much when when it, it came to that domain but regarding the fight itself uh there's never ever um any denying in the fact that colby covington is a very potent wrestler and uh he knows exactly what he's doing. And if you do decide that you want to grapple with Colby Covington, then you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in a lot of um, difficulty trying to get out of his uh, grip. And also the fact that when he gets his hands on you, he puts a lot of pressure on you. So it's just, you know, generally it's just really hard to get away from him okay so you really shouldn't really <laughs> even let that happen in the first place if that makes sense but unfortunately i feel like um uh george uh george masvidal jorge masvidal excuse me um he made a couple slips he he was performing a little bit lousy in the beginning and i feel like it just kind of caught on and almost had a snowball effect um so it just got worse and um at the end, Colby Covington won this fight. But, you know, that doesn't take anything away from how amazing of a fighter and human being Jorge Masvidal is. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not trying to sound biased at all. I'm uh, trying to compliment these fighters. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I don't know why I just admire Jorge Masvidal so much. Um, if you have been catching up with TKO over all the past episodes, the past like 303 episodes that we've had so far, 
uh, there's probably at least in more than 60% of those episodes, I have at least name dropped Jorge Masvidal because of how much I admire this man. I don't know. You know, he's a great fighter. His fighting spirits are just like top level. He's amazing. Anyways. <laughs> All right, moving on from this fight card. Uh, okay, I'm. You know what? Because I was just looking at the clock, and I think I might have to skip some of these fights that I have actually lined up for here. So, uh, you know, like I said, I've ordered these fight cards chronologically. So we started from January. Now I'm going to talk about an event that happened in May. UFC 274, which was the fight between Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this was the fight that happened in which Charles Oliveira, I mean, after Khabib Nurmagomedov relinquished his title because he retired from the sport, uh, Charles Oliveira became the next champion at the lightweight division. So at the time of this fight, he was the champion. Um, but what happened was that, uh, okay, if I'm not mistaken, I hope that I'm not confusing the fights here. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, because there's there's a lot of controversy surrounding Charles Oliveira. So what happened was that uh, in this fight, Charles, um, he <laughs> was the champion. But what happened was that he missed weight. And uh, even though he was a champion, he wouldn't, he was not able to get the belt for himself. So the belt was just like up for grabs, which was very unfortunate because, I mean, he won this fight. He actually won the technical fight against Justin Gaethje, but he was just not able to get the belt again for himself because he had missed weight. That's just like the rules and regulations of it. So that was kind of unfortunate. But overall, very good fight. Uh, you know, it had the awe moment. And of course, every time you get to see a genius like Charles Oliveira, there's never a, a moment of disappointment. So that was awesome. Uh, okay, so I did have some UFC Fight Nights listed here, but I think, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to skip, skip through them because we're not going to have time. Okay, so this one uh, is one of my favorites. This next one that I want to talk about. Talking about a moment of a redemption. Uh, which fight am I talking about? The fight, the, the headliner fight for UFC 277. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes, the rematch. Oh, goodness. I remember this one like it was last week. <laughs> um, as you may remember, Juliana Pena uh, became, had become the champion uh, by defeating Amanda Nunes actually prior to this. And what happened was that in this rematch fight, well, you know, the tables had actually turned. And this was, in my opinion, this deserves to be nominated for the fight of the year, period, because of how dynamic it was for the whole length of the fight, for the full 25 minutes that we watched this fight. And uh, Amanda Nunes is just such a master at what she does Um she when when I talk about, you know, in, in MMA, it's very common for us to use the term to mull over something. OK, and I feel like in this case, the way that Amanda Nunes uh, performed in this fight against Juliana Pena, she 100 percent mulled over Juliana Pena. And 
it was just such a dominating performance that she had. And through this performance, I feel like because before this fight, when Nunes had lost uh, to Juliana Pena, People were doubting uh, how good of a fighter um, Amanda Nunes really was. People were underestimating her as a fighter and as a champion. But with this redemption fight, goodness, she is indeed the best uh, woman MMA fighter of all time, period. There's nobody, uh, no woman MMA fighter that is as good as Amanda Nunes. I would actually argue that Amanda Nunes even if she were to fight some men champions at the UFC, she could easily, if if it is a, a way match thing, she can 100% fight those guys and potentially beat them because that's how amazing of an athlete she really, truly is. Uh, so as you can tell again, not to sound biased, but Amanda Nunes is also one of my all-time favorites and uh, not surprisingly, this fight uh, for uh, headlining UFC 277 was also one of my all-time favorites and uh, one of my top favorites over this past year. So that was amazing performance by Amanda Nunes. Ah, okay. So this one was the next. The <laughs> oh, man. This is like just honestly, I, I love strolling down memory lane. It's just at this point, you know, I don't want to say it feels nostalgic, but, you know, when you're uh, watching something significant um, or something that a lot of people watch and then you remember yourself um, and uh, like at the time and what you were doing at the time, like what drink you were having, what sort of snack you were having, what sort of conversations you were having with like whoever you were watching these events with. Uh, so it's kind of like that like yeah it, one thing is oh like I remember what I saw in the in the live match in the live fight but also just like those external stuff that surround the experience of watching the fights also come to mind hence why I just have these random giggles sometimes I'm like Haha, I remember that beer that I had haha <laughs> anyways no sorry bad joke bad joke <laughs> But uh, this next one that I want to talk about uh, was also one of the ones that um, I was okay. I was personally shook because I so okay. Disclaimer: the events of this fight were prior to the event of sports betting on MMA being uh, banned in Ontario. So this was a time that you could still do sports bettings on the UFC. And I do remember that, uh, I had so much trust in the fact that for this fight, UFC 278, Kamara Usman fighting off against Leon Edwards for their rematch. I had so much confidence in the fact that Kamara Usman was going to probably knock out uh, Leon Edwards. So, not just for myself, but for some of my friends who also catch up with MMA, I told everyone, I said, y'all, make sure you bet the house on Kamaru Usman. Okay, you hear me? Like, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, don't worry about anything. He's just going to win you money. <laughs> um, I'm the host of TKL. Okay, I know what I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> so, you know, I feel like the fact that I actually said that um, the universe just decided to act completely against me. And for the first time in his professional career, Kamara Usman was um, um, defeated. 
by Leon. Okay, the first time in his UFC career, excuse me, let me just correct my facts here. He was defeated. Kamaru Usman was defeated, and Leon Edwards, uh, he became the champion. And the method of oh, the method of winning this fight, too. So this fight lasted five rounds, okay, and um, at the minute uh, four of the fifth round, the last round. So if you were scoring the, the rounds, you could have easily given this fight to Kamar Usman. He was trying harder. He was being more effective with his um, uh, method of um, uh, putting pressure on his opponent and whatnot. So through uh, scores, he was actually winning this fight until the fourth minute of the fifth round in which Leon Edwards actually knocked out Kamar Usman. And nobody was expecting that. Um, and so, you know, it was just such a fascinating event to watch. You know, not only did we have a new welterweight champion at the UFC, but also, uh, you know, just the whole experience of, oh my gosh, this guy that we thought was just so invincible and this guy that we thought was going to retire being the, being the champion, here he is knocked out cold when he only has... A few seconds left until the end of the whole fight. So that was just so incredible to watch. And uh, also showed you that, you know what? Nothing is guaranteed in the sport. And uh, anything can happen in this crazy sport of mixed martial arts. And the the math of it all never really works out. And, <laughs> you know, it's just for all the reasons above, uh, you have to be watching MMA because it's just you know, the adrenaline levels are at an all-time high every time you're watching an event. And, um, you know, unpredictable sport equals exciting sport. (laughs) So that was was definitely one of the best fights that I had watched over the the past year as well. Was the outcome expected? No, but still, you know, the... How Kamar, uh, not excuse me, not Kamar Usman. How Leon Edwards accomplished what he did was just, you know, makes your jaw drop. Honestly, so that was an incredible, incredible fight. Um, okay, I should say honorable mention UFC two seventy nine Nate Diaz versus uh, Tony Ferguson. It was a slugfest this one, uh, but indeed a very classic fight. Uh, and I, I'm kind of like saying honorable mentions because I see that we only have a couple minutes left until we're done with the show, the last episode of the year. So I'm just going to kind of quickly fast forward um, uh, some of the future events that happened. So another one that was amazing to watch was uh, the fight between Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev, UFC 280. Oliveira, he was not the champion. The belt was vacant quote-unquote vacant this time and Islam Makachev was also there as a challenger Um, and Islam Makachev actually submitted Charles Oliveira in the second round and became the new lightweight champion of the UFC kudos to him amazing fight good memories Um, and okay I want to I'm debating if I should uh, okay yes okay in my opinion uh, one of the top fights of 2022 and the biggest shocks of the year also belong to the UFC 281 headliner fight, which was between Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. 
for the middleweight championship belt of the world. Um, again, uh, similar to Kamara Usman's story, we all thought that Israel Adesanya was invincible and um, he was going to be a future Hall of Famer in the UFC. But lo and behold, Alex Pereira, his uh, old foe, just comes out of nowhere. Um, he's left the world of kickboxing and now here he is in MMA and... Uh, once again, he defeated Israel Adesanya, even though in a brand new sport, uh, he he did it and he became the world champion of the UFC. And you know what? What an amazing uh, accomplishment. And also what an, what an amazing year it has truly been for um, Alex Pereira. He is on top of the world. Uh, if you do follow him on social media and such, um, he is doing the most with his uh, newly gained title. And um, it's been amazing. And oh my goodness, I'm just looking at the clock right now. There you go, folks. That is our year in review in terms of combat sports. And wow, it just hit me. We're, we're, this is like almost like a New Year's Eve moment. But uh, unfortunately, I have to sign off now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week and this year. <laughs> Uh, make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time and next year, it's your girl, John Nunn, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.